0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Keep the Line Moving, the podcast designed to talk about leadership, life, and inspiration. I am your host, Chris Gargano, and for the first time, we took the show on the road, and we found ourselves at the home of the defending WNBA world champion Las Vegas Aces. I was able to sit down with their president, Nikki Fargus. How's this for a resume? A state champion in high school. A national championship under legendary head coach Pat Summitt at the University of Tennessee. She then went on to coach at UCLA and LSU successfully, and she was a broadcaster. So you can understand why legendary football player Tom Brady wanted to join Mark Davis as part of this ownership group. That happened in late March. Our conversation happened a little bit earlier than that, and here it is now. I sit down with Nikki Fart. I have to ask right off the bat, where did you just come from? A meeting about the rings, the championship rings.
1: Yeah, so we're extremely excited that we're able to have this chance to design rings. Yes. Um winning the first um major sports professional championship and bringing it home to the city of Las Vegas. Um No, we've we've uh, Mark and I um said we're going to do something really special um together and it started with his vision for Um, this franchise in the acquisition of it and then who he wanted to bring in as part of the family. And that's what it is as a family here. And when you're able to hire a Becky Hammond who commands um, a lot of attention, but also commands a lot of respect, not only in who she is as a basketball coach, but also she should be compensated that way. And so um, to have an owner that realizes the importance of pay equity and the ability to say we value Becky Hammond. Um, we were able to snag her back home, bring her back home, but snag her from the NBA, which is pretty impressive. And then under her coaching style and her philosophy and the buy-in from the players, they then went out and did what um, a lot of teams strive to do every year, and that's win a world championship. And she had an unbelievable staff. Um, The play of Chelsea Gray, Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, all of those guys um, gave us the chance to have a meeting and finish up with a meeting today with the design of the championship rings.
0: That's so wonderful. And like all great leaders, you're deferring credit. And it all starts with you as the president, and of course Mark Davis as the owner. So, what is the culture that you have set, and the goals by which you share with Becky and everybody throughout the organization? So, how have you set the tone? Um, well, it's been it's been set by who I am as as a
1: woman, um, as a former um, athlete playing at the highest level collegiately. It's been set. My culture comes from Pat Summit. It comes from my family, coming from a small little town, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Um, It comes from being around great people and surrounding yourself with with unbelievable um, and people who share the same idea as you do and have the same aspirations and goal and passion because you are the company that you keep. So I've just been a sponge, and I've been fortunate to be around so many people who have influenced women, um, influenced women in sports. And the culture is is very simple we um We protect the family, we protect the brand, we protect the logo and I learned this from my husband um justin Fargas uh and then no whining and no complaining. we talk about that like we want to have positive energy, we want to go into every meeting with an open mind um leave there with with a, with the say that we we've learned something today, and then being prepared, be early, be on time, be ready um we We just kind of live by that and Also, you know, I think you can teach people how to work hard, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if you can get people to compete. Like, to me, there's a difference. And so I like that we have a basketball team that competes on every possession, but also our front office does the same. Mm -hmm. So we set goals. We're very goal-oriented front office where we want to be number one in everything that we do. We want to be number one in ticket sales. (laughs) We want to be number one in, you know, the the attendance. We want to be the very best at what we can be. And by putting um, like-minded people in the same room, mm-hmm. I feel like you can accomplish that a lot faster than, than than later. And we've been able to do that.
0: When you went to Tennessee and started with Coach Summit, who you alluded to, and had those great years as a volunteer, and Pat Summit. You have quoted this again. You win with people. Mm-hmm. What were her practices like, and what was the culture <laughs> there when you first came in? Was it was it just wow? This is really something that I am I want to be a part of, and I can contribute.
1: It it, it very much is. Um, it's a very disciplined culture uh-huh. where you understood what your role and responsibilities were because they were effectively communicated to you in the recruiting process. So so it wasn't just when you stepped foot on campus that you understood. It was the things that you were sent. We were sent um, a playbook. We were sent um, the definite dozen, which is the code that we live by. It was 12 principles, basically, and you had to recite those. You had to know them. You had to live by them. And so I think Pat did a great job of establishing um, who we who were going to be, how we are going to represent not only the institution, but also our teammates and the fans and the community. But she was tough. I mean, she was intense, and she demanded nothing but the best from you. And if you didn't get it right, we did it over and over and over again until – Literally, we could. We, that's that's when we would move on to the next thing. But it was embedded in us in how we were going to play. Um, she had an upfront no miss policy, which is basically you sit on the front three rows of every classroom. Right. So even if you're in meetings, um, I'm going to a conference. You never know who's watching you. Don't go sit in the back. Go sit in the front of the conference. Be attentive. Be be there to learn. Be there to to to, to network. And we learned that at a very young age. Um, And if you miss a class, you miss a game. So the respect that we had for education was embedded in us. um, And and she did not take that lightly. One didn't um, outplay the other. Education was just as important as putting two points on the board.
0: Wow. And so then you became a coach at UCLA and LSU. So did you find yourself saying, listen, I loved what Coach Summit did, but I'm also my own individual, mm-hmm. and I'm going to implement some you know, goals and rules right. and um, values that I have? If so, how did you come to your style when you coached? Well, I was fortunate
1: to be coached by um, some unbelievable women. And starting with my mom. My mom coached me when I was in fifth and sixth grade. I came through the Boys and Girls Club. I had an unbelievable coach in high school, Jill Pruden. And then I got to Tennessee with Pat Summit. I was able to work with Hall of Famer coach Debbie Ryan. I studied Billy Moore, who was the former head coach at UCLA, and Carolyn Peck, who had won the first black woman to win a national championship at Purdue. So I just had access to all of these great people. And then I get to UCLA, and then there's Sue Inquis who had won like 10 titles in softball. You had Val and gymnastics, like all right. of the greats that have been just champions in their respectful um, sports. And so I just kind of was just like, hey, let's can we go to lunch? Can we talk? And I just was always gravitating to people that was the best. And so I just, over the years, I just took a little bit from everybody. And it's almost like when you're, you know, I, I talk about this because I'm from the South and you're cooking. And you got your grandmom's recipe, and then she adds a little bit of this and add a little bit of that. But you can't repeat the recipe because you don't know. And she doesn't even measure it. It's just because you've experienced and you've done it so many times. And so I think that my style has been a combination of all of these unbelievable people that I've met. And then I knew that if we at, let's say, UCLA, because that's when I got my first coaching job, I knew if I kept the same foundation that I was privy to participate as a player and coach, um, I could do something really special at UCLA. It's a matter of getting the right people, like literally on your bus, and so putting together a rock star staff that's important. Making sure that everyone that touches your program or your company or your institution is aligned with what your goals are and what the end game is. Um, So having constant communication with each department was equally important as talking with your team. So if media relations didn't know what was going on with players, then players need to know what's going on with the academic side. And, and it's just a combination of everybody working in unison. And so my style really evolved through the years of being a coach, being a basketball player, being – I was in commentating. I was doing sure. commentary work. I was doing a little bit of everything, but that round basketball stayed consistent. and And so that was – that's always been the trophy because that round basketball affords – these young men and women and anyone in sports and education, um, an a, a opportunity to, to have a, a career and, and then obviously some, to some degree economic sustainability in their, in, in their ability to, to not only provide for themselves but also provide for
0: their families. Wonderfully put. And you mentioned the broadcasting part of your career. And something that you've extracted that I've done my research on is storytelling. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about now is the ability to craft the story of the basketball department or whatever the case may be or the entire organization to other entities within the greater organization. Mm -hmm. So your ability to tell stories is crucial. Am I accurate in that? Oh, you're very. You're spot on. I mean, that's,
1: that's what it's all about. And we... I love seeing and hearing about people outside the uniform or outside the line, so to speak. And that's where the real magic happens. That's why, you know, you look at some of the greatest players. Look at Asia Wilson. And when her uh, South Carolina acknowledged her accomplishments by putting a statue, she, she told the story of her grandmother. Right. And so it's important to know the history And not only where you come from, but also where you have aspirations of going. And we've been very fortunate here with the ACES because, you know, Mark Davis recognizes the importance of the women who have paved the way for us to be here today. And so our alumni initiative, which is what the Raiders also are known for, but our alumni initiative was instrumental in us getting Becky Hammond. It, because we were able to bring her back to Las Vegas and say thank you for for a job well done, as well as anyone who played for the Utah Stars and or San Antonio Stars, you plus a guest, all expense paid trip to come to Vegas, have an intimate dinner with, with ownership, with Mark Davis, Larry Delson, meet our staff. I got an unbelievable team with me, Matt Delson, my right-hand guy, and be able to talk to the players now, even though they're a little bit older. You know, when I played, you know, you hear that a lot. But it still helps for these young, this younger generation to, to see and hear from the older generation who paved the way. And so to have that alumni initiative, we were intentional also on in bringing and hiring Jennifer Azey, sure. who played for the San Antonio Stars, as well as Natalie Williams, who also played for the San Antonio Stars, So, and Utah. So to have three former players on staff um, with the ACES organization is pretty impressive.
0: And you look at those resumes, and they're just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. With Jennifer, Natalie, Becky, it's amazing. But the alumni um, initiative that you're talking about, shows the depth of caring. Yes. For caring for people Mm -hmm. that gave all they had for the organization or organizations. Mm -hmm. So how valuable is that to you, the concept of caring as a leader? And then Mark Davis, obviously, caring for the alumni and including yourself, obviously.
1: Well, the alums, first off, when I would reach out to them, they thought it was a prank. They thought I literally was calling them and saying, when I said, hi, this is Nikki Fargus, and we would like to invite you, plus, who is this? That would be their (laughs) response, yes. And so I was just like, no, no, this is for real. Or when we've sent some type of communication via email or text, and they would respond back, is this a prank? And we're like, no, this is really happening because no one was doing this. And we also wanted to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the league, um, which – Obviously, Houston Comets in the 1990, well, 1997, but Houston Comets and the L.A. Sparks, they were just the two um, franchises that really put this league on the map. And again, we wanted to say thank you. We want to say, you know what? You have not been forgotten. We understand that there's been a lack of, of, of communication. We understand that there's been a lack of, you know, just remembering you guys. But it stops here with us and we want to make sure you you guys know that you're loved and that we're here for you in any capacity that we can be and it was it's just been a beautiful opportunity to get to know some of these young women and then the first year because it was our first year and we didn't have a, a huge staff we were inviting alums every home contest. So we would have four or five alums plus their guests come in. And then this past season, we did an alumni weekend where we brought all of them back in at the same time. And so some of the alums, they hadn't seen each other since they played. And so it was like almost bringing back you know, almost like a family reunion to yeah, some degree, sure. and so to see them bond and now they're staying in touch with each other—that's pretty special too. And
0: Nikki, look at the message that sends to the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. It really is—it's—it's it's a byproduct of yourself, Mark Davis, and everybody, but it's also the WNBA yes. and you know other franchises can take that as a model and mm-hmm. perhaps extend invitations to their alumni. Nikki, you won the championship
1: when you win. At the pace that we did with yes. with it, it's the players, it's it's the players that were here. It's the nucleus that we had, and you know I I have to say that Bill Lambier um, did a phenomenal job along with Dan Padover, who was the general manager, of of assembling a nucleus. But I remember watching Asia Wilson play. Um, in high school and college, and actually tried to recruit her to come play for me at LSU. I remember recruiting Kelsey Plum to come play for me at UCLA, um, drafted some of the best players. And when you can get them to buy in, and that's where I think the buy-in was clear when Becky became our next head coach, is they felt as though we can do this, but we have to do it with great selflessness, they had to be selfless because each one of them in their own right can go and start on another team and be the one that gets all the shots or gets all notoriety. No, they shared in that role and responsibility of winning a championship and the leadership that it takes to do that, not only from the staff but within the team, to see a Chelsea Gray who was not recognized um, in in different awards categories as far as or making All-Star or any of those things. But that didn't matter to her. What mattered to her was that her team won. And when you can put the team in front of your own accolades or your own individual awards, then that's when something really special happens. And that's what happened with this group. To be able to do this in such a short period of time was tremendous. And the fact that the support here. Just grew. I remember when I first got here, there's a lot of people that didn't know it was a WBA team here. Mm-hmm. And so we did a lot of brand marketing and trying to get us out there and speak here and go there. And and then we saw a, the attendance, and obviously we we're coming off of COVID. We saw the attendance start to increase. And then next game, okay, we're drawing a little bit more. Next game, we're drawing a little bit more. Till towards the end of the season, six of our seven games were sellouts. And so we were like, we got something really special here. Not only do we have a great basketball team, but we got a great community that's supporting this basketball team. And they are really, truly like the sixth man. If you haven't been to the game at Mick, Mick Ultra, you have to come and see these young ladies. And then the parade itself, 48 hours after winning it all, I don't know how many people, I don't know what the final count is. I'm just going to put out there like 40,000 people. I don't know if that's the right number, but it was droves of people out there celebrating us winning the championship and it was our local community it was kids out there and families and that's that said it all and you can see that the young girl and or young boy may say you know what i too want to be where asia wilson is on 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 that bus celebrating and hoisting up a tr- a, tr- a trophy or championship And so also also you, you, you kind of play in the role of a role model, but also giving these young girls and boys the hope to dream big.
0: I love that. And we talked before coming on uh, about being inspiring in those little girls and those little boys that watched. And there's a lot of behind the scenes footage online, you know, there's that mm-hmm. series done. And you brought up the term selfless. You can see that by how the the women are relating to mm-hmm. one another and how they're they're passing, you know, and not just on the right. court um the fundamentals of basketball, but behind the scenes and the fun that they're having. Mm-hmm. And that translated selfless play on the court, selfless mm-hmm. play behind the scenes per mm-hmm. se. So what is the responsibility and that inspiration to those young fans and people? Watching that made me want to wish I right. lived here, right? right? I mean, it was so amazing, that run. It really was.
1: Yeah, and you got to see them being silly mm-hmm. and and practice and the access that we um, give our, our media team. I think Chris and Monica do a phenomenal job with our social media um you know john John Maxwell is our p r director, and the storytelling of Katie Morgan like they all and and again that 's the front office working as one right. and understanding that it 's bigger than you, and the product of all of that hard work paid off, but I love seeing the kids at the games or after, and you see Kelsey Plum go over and sign a sign an autograph or even take a picture just. One of the greatest gifts that you can give anybody is your time. And to be able to have these elite, you know, athletes, these stars in their, their, their I mean, they're stars, their, their household names are becoming that, and to say, you know what, I'm not too big. I'm not too, too bigger than what I am to go over and at least speak to someone and give them their time. And I think that can make the difference in the young boy's and young girl's lives. This has been
0: wonderful. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Nikki. Thanks. And we thank Nikki very much for being on the show. My number one takeaway is this. The culture of the Aces established by Nikki and, of course, head coach Becky Hammond and general manager Natalie Williams, all the way up to ownership and Mark Davis. It's that camaraderie. And what did Pat Summitt say? You win with people. That is what Nikki has brought to the Aces. The Aces won the world title last year, and you can see why. I want to thank the Las Vegas Raiders for hosting us in that wonderful trip out west. For our podcast producer, Paul Salazar, I am your host, Chris Gargano. Thank you so much for joining us this week and every week. And I'll tell you what, if you leave a comment or you follow us or you subscribe, you know we appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. We'll have a great guest next week. So long. We thank you for listening to Keep the Line Moving. We would love it if you subscribed or left a review. For more podcast episodes, check out our YouTube page. If you'd
1: like to work with the Gargano Leadership Group, check out our website. This has been a GLG production, copyright 2023. For our podcast producer, Paul Salazar, and our marketing coordinator, Savin Narwal. Have a great week, everyone.